0: You're not alone when it comes to trying new shiny diets, each one promising to make you feel incredible until you realize it's making you feel hungry and deprived and damaging your confidence a little more than the last diet you tried. Hello, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Anti-Diet Podcast Show, a podcast on a mission to help you break free from yo-yo dieting and equip you with evidence-based advice so you can feel more confidence in yourself without ever feeling deprived. I'm Farah Karamburi, a deep health practitioner, an author, a key ho- keynote speaker, and the founder of the 30-Day Anti-Diet Challenge. Each episode is created to help you take one step forward in your weight loss journey without being on a diet. Each day I will bring you a wealth of knowledge about how you can lose weight without being on a diet. And each week I'm going to be joined by a guest or a client that's gonna give us the insights and the expert advice in the world of well-being. so together we can learn from real life trial and triumphs. Farah Karanburi. I'm your host, Deep Practitioner, keynote speaker and the founder of the 30 Day Anti-Diet Challenge. Good morning. How are you guys? How is everyone? Start of the new week? Not for people listening listen to podcasts, by the way, because I say all of these things, but the podcasts go out as and when. Uh, so today I want to share with you <laughs> this post that I've just read about Monday's. This guy, I have to tell you about him a little bit because he deserves this. James Smith, I've been following him for, since I've been in personal training and fitness and nutrition business and coaching business, I've been following him. As I progress in my career, I see him progressing. He lives in Australia. He's been there for, I think, two years, three years. I think he wants to come back for visas and stuff like that. But he talks whatever comes to his mind. So he uses swear words. He pulls people up he calls out people's bs right and i like that i like that about him and sometimes i wish i was more like him too so he's kind of a coach of mine to be honest because i believe in what he says i believe the way he you know what he believes in doesn't believe in diets as such you know he believes in having a good time and eating the food that you love and all of the things you hear me say as well but i have to read this post out to you because it is so true and funny. And I thought rather than me doing my own material today, I'm going to refer his material to you. So he's given me 10 bullet points today. He says, Mondays don't suck. If you dislike Mondays, it's a lifestyle problem and not a day problem. How good is that? So it's, you know, when people say, I hate Mondays, Mondays suck. Why? Why do you hate Mondays? Think about it. I don't hate Mondays i know it's beginning of new week i think about what what am i going to deliver what to to my audience and what am i going to do for myself so with a small group of people that are called the accelerator group my my uh, clients seven of them six of them uh, we have started a water challenge this week so this is my bottle that i started can you see it i started this bottle last night i had a tiny bit like here because i don't drink evening time just so i don't wake up and this hopefully is going to be finished. Not hopefully, it is going to be finished. It's right on my desk I'm going to be sipping away all day because I've decided to drink two liters of water every single day this week. Why? To look after my health. I'm also doing a walk every single day this week. So I'm excited for the week. Do you know what? <laughs> you, can either, you can either complain about lockdown or you can actually have a plan. And I have a plan. I'm going for a walk, 10,000 steps, up to around seven and a half and then the rest are done, you know, around the house. And I'm not too fixated that it's 10,000. I know that I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to be walking around on autumn leaves, the beautiful colors, taking in the scenery and refreshing my mind and then coming back to my work and then waiting for my kids to get back home, doing homework with them, cooking dinner, inviting you into my kitchen. And you're going to see what I'm making. Um, Today, we're going to make falafels, by the way. So falafels is today if you don't want to miss that out. Um and that's my so I'm excited for Monday if you know what I mean. I'm I'm not thinking, oh my god, it's Monday. This is about lifestyle change. And this is also about your um why ask yourself why do you hate it? Change it. Don't be a person who hates Mondays. If you've told yourself you're gonna start a diet today, then I'm sorry, but you are gonna hate it. Because immediately restriction means you've told yourself something you can't do something, versus the liberty of being yourself and deciding to eat healthy. Doing this and doing that versus concentrating on, I'm not going to eat this. I will not eat this from today. I'm going to go keto today. Or actually, that's one of his points. I don't want to take that away. So that was number one point. Mondays don't suck. If you dislike Mondays, it's lifestyle problem and not a day problem. Second point, you are walking, talking, in encapsulation of your daily habits. Some massive line needs just said here. So chances are, if you are fat, that you need to work on your daily actions and in actions. You see that? This is what I meant. He does say it straight out. You are the result of who you are as what you do every single day. You're, that's it. If I don't drink water, if I don't drink my water, what is going to happen to me? My digestive system is not going to be good. I'm going to have lots of headaches. I'm going to not have a very clear thinking. I'm going to have, probably have constipation, which I suffer from if I don't drink. I know it. And I'm going to be dehydrated. And dehydration is one of the biggest problems when we come to losing weight or just generally right? So he's saying you're walking, talking, encapsulation of your daily habits. What are your daily habits? So the chances are, if you are fat, you need to work on your daily actions. That's it. Not a diet. Not, not starting a new thing, but the actions, the rest of them are the same. That you don't move enough. That you think about food all the time and that you're emotional eating. Ask yourself, why are you doing that? Point number three, say no more to more people. Now, this is hard for people, isn't it? I've actually done a whole section on this. Say no to more people. You will thank me at the end, he says. That is absolutely right. You are saying yes to way too many people and you can't deliver. And now you're exhausted because you keep saying yes. And when you say no, and this is what I did in one of my podcasts and we'll do another one maybe later on in the week. If you struggle to say no, there's two reasons for that. One, because you want to be liked by everybody. And then you need to question, why do you need to be liked by everybody? There's 7.2 billion people in the world. Why does everyone need to like you? I'm okay if people don't like what I'm doing. I'm okay for them to leave me. I'm okay for them to move on. That's fine. I'm not for everybody. But that's okay, isn't it? But I also know there are people who love what I do. I get messages on a daily basis of encouragement. And I'm happy to serve them. But I cannot change my style, so I can then make the other people happy that are not happy. Does that make sense? Because then I'm not being myself. Then what happens is, if you're not being yourself, you will attract. You don't know what kind of person you're attracting because you're not actually being yourself. Be yourself and say no if you need to say no. Or, and also, this is about being polite. Being saying no rudely sometimes comes across painful to the other person. You know, this is about you saying in a way that doesn't com- come across rudely. You, and this is a skill, by the way. This is how you speak to the other person. You can say things like, I hear you right now, but the, right now, this moment in time, I already have a lot of things on my plate and I don't think I can take this on right now. However, this is not to say that in future I won't be able to do this. What would happen if you did that to your mother-in-law, to your mother? To your father-in-law, to your kids, even, even your kids, you can't say yes to everything. It's not. Ne- there's no. It's not necessary. They need to understand and learn that rejection and no in the house, and give a reason, give a legitimate reason because you have one, haven't you? Right. Next point, he's saying comfort zone don't exist. They're safe made. They're safe made and imposed to protect you. They more often than not also stop you from doing what you actually like to do. Yes, comfort zones. We, don't, we are all happy living exactly like we are. We don't want to take another chance. We don't want to take a little risk because, because it's uncomfortable. But what will happen if you did take a small risk today? What's going to happen? You never know until you take the risk. You want to stay in comfort zone, the results are going to be the same. To change the results, you're going to have to come out of the comfort zone. You don't have to take a massive leap, remember? We're talking about small little steps, small little steps. What, what is that for you today? What does that look like for you today? Point number five, he says, I can't say it on, I have not sworn on here yet. And I don't want to swear. He's saying F-U-C-K keto. That's his words, not mine. Keto is the most boring diet in the world. I have done it. First-hand experience. Now, For some people, it has worked. I know that. I always say, can you be a keto person for the rest of your life? If the answer is yes, continue to do so. Continue to have good results. But if the answer is no, that you cannot live without bread and fruit and pasta, pizza, ice cream, anything that has carbohydrates and sugars in it, don't do keto. If you want to do it for a week, see how it feels. High fat, medium protein, very low carb. 50 grams, half a banana, 25 sometimes in some of the, the plans that are out there. Very, very low carb, basically. You, you just, when you start looking, it was really hard when I did it for, a, I don't even think I did it for a month. I think, yes, probably three weeks. It was really hard, really, really hard, okay? And it was constantly on my mind that I'm on something. I didn't feel like I feel now. I felt weird. I felt like out of body feeling. But I do try these things because I can then speak about them in the way I'm speaking now. So I do try out any kind of new diets apart from like silly ones I won't do. Like the 800 calories. I'm not going to be on 800 calories. I can't. I'm on 1600 calories probably and a bit more. That's what I need to eat to survive. So keto diet, obviously is not his choice. James Smith says F-U-C-K keto. I very much believe that's the case. But like I said, if it's your destination, if it's your journey and you want to stay on keto because it serves you, go and do it. Next one you spend 50 pounds. This is very clever. He's got a book out just now. It's called This Is Not a Coach. And he's talking about that. So sneakily, he's got something in there. James, you're very clever. I'll give you that. You spend 50 pounds on a Friday night on a bag. He's talking to women here. On a handbag. But you will not spend 10 pounds on a book that will change your life. Is that true? I don't know. What do you think of that one? I don't spend fifty pound on a bag. It's been a while since I spent. So when I used to work in retail, I I would probably right. Even though I have a bag, but I will get another bag. And I'm thinking, when are you going to use all these bags? So I've been quite a consumer, right? Most of my life. Uh, I was going through my makeup box yesterday, and there's things in there for years. I was I was chucking up, you know, chucking things around away which didn't work or dried up or whatever the case or old. And I could see how much money I actually spent on a lip liner, on an eyeshadow. Not one, not two, like twelve. You know, each one costing about twelve pounds. That's how I was. I worked in retail. Things were in my face. It's your environment. It's the environment you work in affects you. Simple as that. Got a discount, good discount of twenty five percent off. With no reason not to buy it, you see. Did I ever am I gonna use all this eyeshadow? Probably not even for the rest of my life. There's enough eyeshadow in this house for probably if I lived for 400 years. That's how my eyeshadow I've got. So as being a consumer, I then would never have thought of books. I would have never thought of how can I change my life. I think an instant gratification would have been if I buy a new eyeshadow or a new foundation or a new perfume or a new handbag. If someone said, why don't you buy this book? I would have looked at them and thought, why? Why is that book going to make me happy? That was me four years ago. Now, I buy books. In fact, this morning with my husband, we were having a, well, I was having an argument with him saying, why have you used up all the credits on uh, Audible? We have a, Audible together because um, he's a regular book reader. And I recently haven't been reading much. I've got a, a physical book. So Audible, I haven't. There's two books. And one is James Smith that I want to download. And one is uh, Rachel Hollis's, uh, Didn't See This Coming. And Both of those books are literally on my mind. I want to read them. But a handbag isn't on my mind right now. I'm not saying that you should become that person. But quite frankly, this year, we haven't been anywhere to take a handbag out, have we now? Just saying. So if a book is going to make a difference to your life, I know one of my clients has got Jay Shetty book. And she's going through that in a bit at a time. And it it is making her life better along with other things that she's doing in her coaching with me. It's really... It makes a difference. Okay. So that was his number point, number six. And the next point he says, make your effing bed. <laughs> are you someone who doesn't make their beds in the morning? <laughs> Tell me on the comment below. Let me know. Do you not make your bed? I make my bed first straight away as soon as I get up. Okay. Thank God my kids are same. My older one for sure makes his bed. The younger one has to be cajoled a bit, but they do make, a, make their beds. But from a very young age... I have always made my bed straight away. Occasionally, I've left it out. And so my husband is exactly the same. We're both, we make the beds as soon as we get up. Clear environment, clear mind. Organized environment, organized brain, right? This very much, they go hand in hand. Okay, number eight, you only begin to fall when you begin to blame others. Are you blaming everybody else for what's happening in your life? That is a victim mindset. That is a victim mindset. If you're waiting for, if this person goes away, if this stops, if this person finishes that, if my child grows up and then leaves, if they finish university, if we're just going to hang around with my husband until my kids are grown up, everybody else is the problem. You're going to wait for them to do whatever they need to do. Then you're going to start to begin to fall because you are not taking responsibility for your actions. That is his point, your actions. Okay, number nine, if your job each day is to eat a frog, this is, this is not from him, by the way. This is Mark Twain's advice on prioritizing your day. If your job is to eat one frog a day, so if your job, hang on, if your job each day is to eat a frog, do the first thing so it, that, do the first thing, do it first thing so it doesn't play on your mind each day. If your job is to eat two frogs a day, do the biggest one first. Mark Twain's advice on prioritizing your day. So if something's on your mind and you need to get that out, this is a a, a good um, fact that has been in, in many books I've read this actually, do your biggest thing and get it out the way because you're harboring that all day, dragging it out, dragging it out, then everything's overshadowed by that thought. So you're not doing anything really well. Plus you are in heightened anxiety as a result of that. What's happening when you're in heightened anxiety? You're not absorbing your food well you're not in a good place, your your brain's getting affected, all of those things that comes with anxiety, okay, so do the biggest thing first, put that to bed, and then go do next, uh, and then number 10 is, <laughs> how good are these bullet points, happy effing Monday people, <laughs> that's exact words by the way, just makes you laugh, and he's got this funny, I'll show you this photo of him, this is what he looks like, right, that's that's the photo he has posted out this morning, <laughs> and, I read a post like that and it make, just makes me laugh it's just funny and I thought I'm definitely going to share it with you guys and I'm sure he doesn't mind me sharing it because I've clearly said it's his not mine but I very much agree with him. and uh yeah this is how he is. he makes faces like that okay so on that note have a great have a great monday remember what you promised yourself what you promised to do on the weekend it's time to put it in action cuz Action without implementation is nothing, zero. If you told yourself you're going to go for a walk every day this week or before lockdown started, you planned that. I just spoke to my ex-husband who came to pick up the washing and he said lockdown's really good for this. He's, he's already done 10,000 steps every single day, just like me. The minute lockdown finished, both of us stopped walking and now we're starting again. So, you know, we, we looked at the positive of what lockdown can deliver. I'm still going to, I'm going to come off here. I'm going to train my clients in my lounge three times today, three times on Wednesday. We're going to do a stretch session tomorrow, a stretch session on Thursday, another session on Friday. So jam full packed week for not myself only, because when I am training them, I'm moving too. It's good for my health too, right? So I have, and I've got a plan, uh, a walk daily, uh, whether that's with my mom or my husband, whoever wants to come along. And if they don't come along, I'm just going to go by myself with, guess what? ear pause in my ear, listening to my books or my, my podcasts, not my own podcast, never like to listen back to my things, uh, other people's podcasts. Uh, Model Health is what I listened to recently and Rachel Hollis. So I'll be listening to those, doing my steps, coming back home, drinking this stuff, having my prep meals that you saw pictures of yesterday and just having a good day generally. And you can do exactly the same. Thank you so much for watching. I'll catch you tomorrow. Have a great day. Hey, everybody. This is Far again. I wanted to invite you to the best thing I've ever created inside the Deep Health community. It's a challenge and we call it the 30 Day Anti-Diet Challenge. Every professional woman is one challenge away from achieving the life where she can gain control over her health and her weight loss. I've created this challenge to help you lose up to 10 pounds in weight no matter where you are in your weight loss journey. This challenge is going to help you to understand why the diets you've tried in the past that haven't worked and why eating this way can revolutionize the way you look at food and transform your body and create that ultimate success. I recommend highly you do this right now. Stop this video, pause it, go online and press the 30dayantidietchallenge.com and join the next challenge. The next challenge starts in few days.